You are now entering Frida's world. Join us as we address various issues facing women of color in the workplace. We'll help you navigate your professional and personal life the Frida way. It's Frida's world. What's it like? Classy and ratchet at the same time. You clash it. Like you love church music, but you f*** with future. That's clash it. It's Frida's world. Welcome back, everyone, for another episode of Frida's World. Happy Wednesday. Happy hump day. And as always, I hope you guys are having a wonderful, wonderful week so far. So I know last week we did not have a new episode as I was away. Well, I was back by then, but I was away for the holiday weekend. I was celebrating the nuptials of my one of my dearest friends, Michael Joseph, and his beautiful wife, Cindy Valerius Joseph. Um, in Panama. So I have not taken, I think I said this before, but I'm going to say it again. I have not taken a vacation for all of 2019. So this wedding definitely provided me an opportunity to be quote unquote on vacation. Um, but the wedding was beautiful. For those of you who are following me on social media, I posted a couple of pictures. The wedding was absolutely gorgeous. It was even trending and might still be trending on a couple of Instagram websites. I think my Afro Caribbean wedding and also welcome to welcome. Is it welcome to Haiti? I think it's welcome to Haiti. Um, because it was just such a beautiful, beautiful setup. You know, the bridesmaids dresses were amazing. The, uh, the bride's, um, dress was amazing. I mean, the, even the, down to the flooring, it was a mirrored floor panel. Like it was amazing. And my homeboy Mika, his vows, his wedding vows, I captured them and posted them. So sweet, so authentic, so genuine. And so I had a really good time being there with friends and family, you know, being Seventh-day Adventist Haitian in New York and, you know, being part of the church systems here, you know, it's really more so a family. You really, it's a second family. And so, you know, it was definitely just a great experience just being there with my church family, especially, you know, um, I go to Hebron, Hebron's my church. And it's like, we're more than a family. Like we're like, I don't even know what to call it. But so whenever we get together and we're able to spend quality time together, it's always a good time. So I had a really good time. I did not, you know, open my laptop too many times. For those of you who've been on vacation with me, you know that my laptop is always here. I'm always working. I'm always doing something. But this time I really tried to um, be present in the moment, whether I was, you know, outside by the pool, whether it was just me being in the room talking to my roommate. Like, I really just tried to be present and not so much about work. I, I remember the first night I got there, my work cell phone was on. I was trying to take care of a couple of things. And then after that, I turned it off and put it in my bag. So I really appreciated the time that I that I, you know, took to one attend this amazing wedding and celebrate with my friends and then to also just take a moment for myself as well and just to wind down. But we are here this week with a new episode. I'm not going to make it too, too, too long, um, but I definitely wanted to come on and talk about a couple of things today. But before we get into the rest of the show, I did want to acknowledge um, that today is September 11th and it's a day that will be remembered for the rest of history, the rest of my life. And I mean, especially for New Yorkers, it's a day, I mean, I don't even know, 
I don't even know. I mean, it's been so many years later, but it's still it's still something that's very shocking. It's still a day that just brings forth a lot of pain. Whether you lost people or not, it's just a day that really shook up the city and it shook up the world. And I wanted to take a couple of seconds to just remember those who we lost um, to this tragedy. Okay. Um, I mean, I was fortunate to not lose. Well, we did lose people, but no one that was like, you know, close, close family. I remember when I was in school, I was actually brought to the principal's office because I think my mother had called the school and told them that she believed that my dad was working in the World Trade Center. So I mean, my dad is... I mean, he's always been around, but he's kind of estranged. I mean, I'm I'm transparent. I keep I keep things real. So, you know, we didn't really know where he was at the time, to be very honest. But I know that my mom remembered at one point he worked in the World Trade Center. And so for some reason, I guess she felt compelled to call the school to let me know. And I just remember kind of being like in a real daze because, you know, whether somebody's in your life or not, you know, a parent is still a parent. And so I remember being really affected. And I remember even the teacher is like checking up on me. Are you okay? You know, I don't even, I mean, I don't know, I guess word spreads fast or whatever the case was, but I just remember it being a very somber day because we didn't find out until maybe like, I don't know if it was days later, maybe a week later that, okay, he was not working in the world trade center and that he was fine. But I know that a lot of the local churches lost people and it was just a really, really sad, you know, period of time. Um, It was just, I don't know, it was just like a, a dark cloud that came over. Like I said, it wasn't just New York City, but really over the world because, you know, it's the World Trade Center. So people were there on business. You had people, you know, it wasn't just people who were living in New York that were um, directly affected by this. You know, it's it's something that really shook up the entire world. And, you know, it's years later. This was like 2001. You know, it's years later and it's still something that haunts a lot. It's still it's still something that haunts many, many people. I, I mean, I remember I was talking to a fireman, an ex-fireman. Um, it was last year who was working um, in my division and every September 11th, he's like, I do not show up for work. I cannot, I cannot leave my house. I do not show up for work because of the horror that I experienced during that time period. Um, so I definitely wanted to take, you know, a moment just to remember all of those, not just those who we lost, but those who risked their lives to help um, others. I mean, we have people who are still living, who did survive the tragedy that were first responders, but who are living with lung disease, who are living with um, ailments and stuff caused by them putting themselves out in the front line to save the lives of strangers, really. Um, so I definitely want to take a moment to, one, thank, thank those who did you know, put their lives on the line to save people and to remember those, you know, who unfortunately lost their lives on that sad day. But moving on. So I wanted to, I guess, 
moving on to something a little brighter, my highlight of the week. I mean, it was a very, it's really hard to make that transition, right? We're talking about like September 11th and, and the tragic loss. And then it's like, how do we now segue to something else? But we're going to segue because we got to move forward. We got to remember, but we also have to move forward and be thankful that we are able to, you know, wake up this morning and actually be out and about because at this time, People were not, people were losing their lives. Um, but I did want to move forward to my highlight of the week. You know, um, every week I have a highlight and I think I'm getting really good at sharing. <laughs> and so this week's highlight of the week for me is that I survived the first week of school with my son. Now, to many, that might not sound like much, but for those of you who've been around, you guys know that it last year was a bit of a struggle. And I know I'm not the only parent out here who tends to struggle with their children when it comes to school, when it comes to homework, when it comes to behavior. But I am happy to report that this week we went with school started on Thursday. So tomorrow will be a full week. But so far, knocking on wood um things have been really really well he's been my son has been on task with his homework i haven't had to yell at him to tell him to do his work he's coming home talking about he had good days at school i don't know if it's the whole eighth grader effect now you know eighth graders are the kings of the schools kings and queens of the schools and maybe that's why there's a different attitude now but yesterday was his first day of tutoring with um so one of my friends she actually has a tutoring company called a bright idea so if you guys are looking for tutors for your children a bright idea you can google it i believe it's also on instagram her name is rachel belazare she is the founder of a, a bright idea and let me tell you amazing i mean my son has really done like last year although his behavior was a bit interesting he was doing really really well in school and I truly believe it's because he had that extra support so this year I was not playing games as suit school just started he already had his first tutoring session yesterday and so you know I came home and he was like I had I had a great tutoring session today you know he helped me with my homework you know and I was just so happy just to hear that it's a happy to hear that he's in a good space this year happy to see that he's starting to take charge and of course yeah it's the beginning of the year and a lot of times in the beginning it always ends up smooth but I'm praying that this momentum and that this enthusiasm continues and I'm trying to do my part as a parent too, because for those of us working moms out there, it is a little bit difficult sometimes to stay on top of things. And that's why a lot of times our kids slip because we're not able to always stay on top. And, you know, it's like you try to prioritize, but when you're doing things on your own, it's a little difficult to always be on top of the homework, always be on top of what's really going on. So this year I'm trying to make an extra, extra effort as it is his eighth grade year, um, you know, the year before high school to really stay on top of things. But I'm really happy that I have the support of the tutoring program to also have like an extra set of eyes on his schoolwork and just to be able to, you know, catch whether or not he's deficient in certain areas. So that is my highlight of the week. 
So before we get into the meat of the show, I wanted to just make a oh, two quick announcements. One, um, so Freedom Women NYC, which you know I'm always trying to figure out. I think I, I guess it's our parent company. Frida's World was birthed out of Freedom Women NYC, which is an online accessories company for those of you who are into brooches, earrings, and whatnot, business card holders. We also do events. We try to have a couple of events each year to also promote professional and personal development. So I think a couple months back, I had talked about a golfing event. Unfortunately, the weather was not on our side and we had to cancel the golfing event last minute. However, the golfing event had been rescheduled for September 28th. Knock on wood, the weather will be fine. So Free to Women NYC is partnering with All Access Golf and we are putting together a one day golfing clinic where we'll talk about the importance of golf. We'll talk about, you know, how it's, you know, relevant in the business world and also um, teach you some techniques on, you know, like I guess to get you started and introduce you into the world of golf. The great thing about New York City is that, you know, when the weather is frightful, there are indoor golfing centers. So we'll definitely, you know, if you're interested, definitely be able to continue your practice and continue um exploring the world of golf through these indoor golfing um, centers. And I know one of them that we're working with is the Manhattan Golf Center located in Manhattan, New York. But if you are looking for more information with regards to this event that's taking place Saturday, September 28th, definitely follow the Frida Women NYC um, Instagram page. You'll definitely see um, the flyer there. And at some point this week, I'll be posting the flower flyer on the Frida's World um, IG page as well. The tickets are still on sale. You can definitely, like I said, go on to Frida Women NYC um, or just look out for the flyer this week on the Frida's World IG page. Or you can just go to Eventbrite and, and type in discourse on the course and you could purchase your tickets there and the second thing is the new website is up i know i said this before but the new website is up please 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 go and check it out and also subscribe to our mailing list in the mailing list, you'll be able to find out about upcoming guests that we're going to have on this show, upcoming events and whatnot, and also be eligible to receive giveaways. Yes, you heard it, giveaways. So definitely go on to the website, www.freedasworld.com and check us out there. So as I stated earlier, today's show is not going to be a long one, but I wanted to just come on and talk about nonconformity. And this topic came out of a conversation that I had with a friend of mine yesterday. We were talking about something unrelated to the workplace. We were talking about, um, you know, personal lives, dating, things like that. And I had come to a conclusion and kind of talking out um, you know, my issues and concerns and whatnot with the state of dating and marriage in 2019 and beyond, I came to, you know, certain decisions where I feel like I have come to these decisions before and they were somewhat conclusory. Was, I somewhat made conclusions and whatnot. But again, because the society we live on, pe you know, we live in, people expect you to do certain things. Like I'm 35 
I have one child. Apparently, that's not good enough. That I'm a practicing attorney. <laughs> that I have my own apartment. That I that I'm living my life and traveling and whatnot. Apparently, that's not good enough. And. I'm supposed to be married and I'm supposed to have another child or maybe several other children. You know, that I feel like as women of color, especially we have this pressure that's put on us by society. And then that in turn causes us a lot of discomfort and confusion and we're unsettled. And so the reason I bring this up is because I feel like for the longest time I have been, you know, I'm just not necessarily the best at making choices when it comes to my, you know, personal life. I'm really great. I'm really savvy and on point when it comes to like other things in my life and e- even other people's relationships. But for whatever reason, I mean, well, I actually know. I think I know the reason because I actually saw an article the other day that talked about why powerful women end up in toxic relationships. And I'm actually going to post that um, article on the Frida's World page. So definitely stay tuned for that because I definitely want to want to get a conversation going with that. But a lot of powerful working women of color find themselves in these toxic toxic relationships. And there's real reasons for that. And when I read through it, I'm like, yeah, this makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. And I know for me, one of the things um, that kind of cripple me is that I'm always busy and people will say, yeah, well, we're all busy. Yeah. But there's a difference in like, how do you handle your busy though? Right? Like, how do you prioritize your busy? People are busy and you make time for the things that you want. However, <laughs> you know, I tend to, you know, I'm one of those people who can really conduct an entire relationship over text. <laughs> it's not the best, obviously. And I've learned that that's not really how you're supposed to move forward. But things like, you know, things like that. Um, so I'm like going all over the place with this. But pretty much the <laughs> the conclusion that I made for myself is that I'm actually okay not being in any kind of relationship right now and that I actually want to move forward with building my podcast, building my brand, building my business and building my professional identity as an attorney in New York City. And I think that a lot of women get lost in the sauce because we have this expectation of, okay, you're 35, 36, whatever, and you should be, you know, seeking relationships, you should be seeking marriage, you should be seeking all these different things. And sometimes we then trick ourselves into thinking that that's really what we actually want. And I would say that for me, I would say in the last couple of weeks, you know, when talking to my girlfriends, I'm just like, yeah, you know, I think I should be getting out there because I feel like I'm not out there. Like I'm so comfortable just coming home, watching Netflix or working on my podcast or working on other things, you know, that I just feel like I'm not meeting people. But then, you know, I was explaining to them that when I go out, like I actually, I don't go out to meet people. You know, there's a lot of women out here and I'm not casting judgment, but from what I'm understanding, when women go out, they actually go out to see who's out, to see who's out here in these streets. And they, you know, they go to other events, not really for the event, but to actually see what eligible bachelors are out here attending these events. And I guess there's there's nothing wrong with it. But I guess the way that I'm explaining it sounds like I think there's something wrong with it. I don't think there's anything wrong with it, but I'm actually a little... I don't know. For some reason, I'm I'm a little, I don't want to say shocked, 
But I thought that people actually went to events to go to events. And maybe that's the naivete in me. But when I go to events, I actually go for the event. I don't go out because people might be out. I don't, I go out based on whether I like that event or not, or I like the topic, or I like the, the group that's putting it together. And so <laughs> I was also talking about how I will sometimes go to the bar because I like to people watch with my Netflix, though. And so, you know, I've gotten a lot of backlash from, you know, one of my inner circles because I go out just to watch Netflix or I go out, you know, with with and I'm not prepared, meaning I don't have the extra clothes in my purse. I don't have my, you know, my get ready gear when I go to an after work event. And for me, I feel like if you go to an after work event, you're going after work. So it's expected that I'm going to show up in work clothes. But apparently that's not what's happening in these streets. Women are actually changing clothes, going to the gym, taking showers and, you know, putting on whole new outfits for after work events. And and so at first I was like, okay, this is what I have to do then, I guess. Right. But then the more I kept hearing about the work that you have to put in just to go out to an event. I was like, nah, pimping. This is not my lifestyle. I'm like, if this is all the work that I have to do just to meet people, and I'm not even sure if I really even want to meet somebody, then I think that I'm all set. And I came to that conclusion yesterday when I was having this conversation with my girlfriend. And I'm like, this is too much. This is way too much for me to be doing just to like meet people. I'm like, I think that I'm just supposed to just not be found then. <laughs> if this is all the work that I have to do, I'm not, a, I think I'm not about this life. And then I'm like, I don't even know. I don't even really believe that I actually truly want to be married. And I've told my friends this before in the past and they think that it's because I haven't met the right person. And that's probably true. Um, but I'm just like, this is just something that I do not want to focus on right now. And I sat back and I'm like, and what's wrong with that, Rita? What's wrong with wanting to just focus on yourself, do you, and not worry about this other world out there called, you know, meeting people and dating and I don't want to consider any of that stuff. That's not a priority. And I felt so conflicted and I felt that it was giving me so much anxiety just thinking about all the things that you gotta do just to be noticed in these streets and I'm like if somebody can't notice me for who I am and for the regular work dress that I wear at a after work event then I don't really think I want that person like it's just too much effort that I'm not willing to put like I just want to be me and is if I mean it just doesn't make sense to me and so that's kind of what sparked all of that is kind of what sparked today's topic about just nonconformity and how as women of color, we have so many things that we have to deal with. You know what I mean? Like work and children and some of us who are in marriages and relationships, we're taking care of parents and all this other stuff. And a lot of times we feel like we have to conform to 
you know, society's um, notion of what we need to be doing. We uh, we try we think that we need to conform with what the workplace culture tells us we need to be doing and how we need to walk, what we need to necessarily, you know, wear and how we need to speak, how we need to function. And I feel like it takes away, like if you allow yourselves to fall into these, you know, conformist categories and if you allow yourself to be a conformist basically jumping on bandwagons and not really taking the time to figure out is this what you really want and again this is not just about you know whether you or not you want to be in a relationship or not but even the types of jobs that some of us find ourselves in is this really what you want and I'm not saying to go quit your job right now because you realize that you don't want to do this anymore but I'm saying take a step back And evaluate yourself and what your needs are, what your wants are. What are your desires? Do you truly want to be a data analyst? Do you really want to be a lawyer? Do you really want to be a nurse, a doctor, whatever it is? Like, are we doing this because our parents told us to do it? Are we doing this because, you know, society told us to do this? Are, did we accept this promotion at work because our supervisors told us we needed to do it? Or everybody at our job thought that we would be good for this role? And even though you know that you did not want this role, you took it anyways. You know, sometimes we really need to get back to the individual and say, what is it that I want? And maybe I can't get what I want right now, or maybe I can't be who I want to be at this moment. But how do I start taking steps to break away from this conformist mentality and really become an individual and really do what it is that I want to do? Like I said, it might not be right now. It might be five years from now, but you know, How do we move forward on a plan, right? How do we move forward on a plan to become our own individual selves and be happy with that? I I just find that we're so easy to just, you know, get lumped in and jump on the bandwagons and, you know, just conform to what everyone is 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 doing into what everyone is saying and it's not even the fact that we're not individuals in our own minds you know some of us are some of the most ambitious people you'll ever meet but a lot of times when it comes to groupthink we find ourselves just rolling with the punches i don't know if it's because we want to stay under the radar and we've been taught for so long that if we do keep our heads up or put our heads up you know, we're creating issues for ourselves and that it's best for us to keep our heads down and to go with the crowd. But I think that that going with the crowd mentality, whether it be in your personal life or in, you know, your professional life, it destroys you as an individual in the end. It definitely, I feel like it does more harm than good. And sometimes I feel like for some of us, we'll never truly discover who we are and what our true potential is if we keep going with the grain and going with the crowd. And so even in my professional life now, I am sitting back and I'm, you know, sitting here. I I just started a new job and I'm, you know, 
doing this it's, it's it's similar to what I was doing before but on a, on a different scale like on a on the on the flip side of it still labor but on 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 the opposite side right for management and I'm sitting here and I'm like okay is this what I do I like what I'm doing now I mean I know I'm new to it but am I do I feel like this is going to get me to where I need to get to where is it that I want to get to? Does this fall in line? Do I need to put a cap like, okay, two years, three years, you know, just because people are telling me that this is a great move and this is a great industry. Do I want to stay here? What is my ultimate goal in the end? You know, and I feel like if we start approaching everything we do like that, you know, it will definitely help us in our personal growth and our professional growth. And I feel like yesterday's conversation with my friend like was a total eye opener for me in terms of 